listening to the Lone Star Play podcast with your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Yes, uh, Barry, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm super excited to talk to you. Um, I'm in awe of your career, everything you've done. Um, you're, you, you know, I, I just, I'm a little starstruck and I do this all the time, to be honest with you. So yeah, I'm, I, I'm really excited to talk to you. I'm just looking through your career and everything you've done. It's just, it's mind blowing, um, to be honest. Well, with you, I've been around for a while. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. I've been around a while. Uh, what a Texas yeah. uh, way to say that. I love it. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Yes, Barry, thank you so much. Um, you, you are true, true Texan uh, to have on the podcast. Um, you and your true cowboy. I read that you got inducted into the Texas like Cowboy Hall of Fame. That must have been yeah, exciting, right? Also, the uh, uh, I'm in the Hall of Great Western Performers up in Oklahoma in the Cowboy Hall of Fame up there. Wow. Wow. That's, so I'm yeah. in, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm kind of rubbing elbows with the people walking in high cotton, you know, <laughs> I, I read that you compete in like, uh, horse cutting competitions. Um, well, I and used you, to. You know, you're used to, yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's incredible. How did, was that something you always got in? Cause what I read was like, it was in the two thousands, but was it something you always kind of did anyway, or? Well, no, I had to, I had to relearn to ride to, to ride cutting horses. You know, there's a little different. Uh, uh, you know, you rein uh, usually you rein a cow horse quite a bit, uh, but on a cutting horse, you've got to drop the reins and let him do his work. You know, the only the only signals you give him with with legs and feet. Oh wow, that's incredible! So they're really trained to like what's going on for the most part because they oh, yeah. practice yeah. i it's guess also, right it's also inbred in them it's it's an instinct with them they've got to, wow. they, they've either got cow sense or they don't you can tell that pretty quick wow and you own horses i would assume not anymore but i i used to right on and uh do you have any any animals or or how's that going what what's that well, what's the I've animal got, life i've got some I've got some a couple of dogs out here that are the size of uh, uh, nearly nearly the size of yearling calves. They're <laughs> male, two hundred and thirty pounds, outweighs me by about twenty pounds, twenty five. The, the dog weighs two hundred and thirty pounds. Yeah, yeah, they're English mastiffs. Oh, okay, holy, yeah, I got a couple dogs myself, and not even if we combined them and tripled it would they weigh that. That's hilarious. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you can see one behind me over here, uh, hanging oh, out yeah, on my I couch. One, I, I saw one walk past you a little earlier. Yeah, I let them roam free. You know, that's my. Uh, they I'm never get involved with the podcast. You know, I've tried giving them a mic a few times, but uh, the they yeah. just want to hang out. So anyway, well, yes. Just, so. If, if if they see me on camera, if they're in here, they come over and drool all over the <laughs> all over the telephone. <laughs> hey, if they come in, we'll say hi to them. I'm I'm happy with the. Uh, <laughs> uh, th those I call happy interruptions. We've had them a lot on the podcast. I don't mind those. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, Barry, I was really excited to, to talk to you, too, about that. You know, there's this great obviously you've had a wonderful career, but, uh, uh, you know, I do want to get into that. But they told me I have to talk to you a little bit about Yellowstone. So I wanted to, to bring that up first. Um, this great show that's just taken over 
you know, television, right? This show has yeah, just, yeah. I, I mean, it has just, everyone I know watches this show. I, I don't know. I can't think of a show, maybe like Sopranos or, or Game of Thrones. It has that kind of following. Um, how did you yeah. get involved with the project? And and yeah, what what do you think about well, it? Well, uh, it's, uh, I'm, I have, I'm kind of on the edge of that. You know, I'm not really um, involved in it that much. Uh, Taylor Sheridan was looking for something for me to do in it, and he uh, decided that uh, they were going to shoot a, uh, a little bit at the Four Sixes Ranch down here in Texas. Yeah. And they decided to put me in uh, as an old uh, retired cowboy there. So that's, uh, I did one episode, that, that was it. We did uh, a, a lot of the guys, a lot of the people in uh, Yellowstone in 1883 were at the cutting last night. They had the, the celebrity cutting. Oh, wow. So I was, o I was over there. I watched it. Much, at the uh, stockyards. Tommy Lee Jones was there. Yeah, down at, uh, no, not at the stockyards, at uh, Will Rogers. Oh, Will Rogers. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. You know, you know, I used to play hockey in Will Rogers, if that's, if you can believe oh, you that. Did? Yeah, yeah, they, they used to have, I don't know, do they still have the ice hockey rink there? I, I don't know. I yeah, don't I, think so. as crazy as that is, they used to put down an ice hockey rink uh, there, which is kind of insane. That, well, that, it, that it they, was probably in the, probably in the Will Rogers uh, uh, arena. Yeah, that's exactly where it was, actually. Yeah, you're, you're right. That's you're where right. the cutting uh, was last night. Yeah. 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 It's just crazy that they can do that, right? Like technology. It's, a, it's insane. Oh, uh, yeah. They, 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 they can do, do all that. kinds of stuff. Now, they put a skating rink in at the, uh, an ice skating rink in at the uh, stockyards right in front of the exchange building for the winter. Oh, wow. Oh, I didn't know that. So, well, that's, uh, yeah, that's yeah. cool. Well, that, they, they just put it up. That's incredible. You said uh, you said Tommy Lee Jones was at the cutting competition. Does he was does he ever competed in that, or he just likes to go and you oh, know check this? Uh, he was a polo player. He used to be. His oh, wife wow. still plays. Wow. And, uh, he you know he's got a ranch down there in San Saba, so he uh, he's a an active rancher. He's a uh, we uh, we've been friends for I guess probably thirty years. Wow. That's incredible. I mean, y'all got to work together, maybe not on the same, you know, for, for no country for old men. Yeah, we had, uh, we had a scene together in that. We also worked together in the, in a, the first time I worked with Ben Johnson, Ben Johnson was playing Tommy's father in a thing called uh, a stranger on my land. Okay. Which, uh, they, later on changed to uh, the title to eminent domain which doesn't say anything like what stranger on my land <laughs> yeah. says yeah. that's that's <laughs> not a good name change yeah. yeah yeah it seems like it would have been the other way around like yeah. they would have yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh that's crazy yeah that's great um i actually just watched no country for old man and that's there's such an incredible film um how is it working with the cohen brothers is there something different about their approach that you were maybe weren't uh, used to or all, no, all bread and no, butter. Except they, there's two of them. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and they, uh, they don't, I, they never talk to me. They, wow. Uh, really? And, uh, or, or to Tommy. 
and and it was the first scene about, that he did in the movie, and it was the only scene that I did in the movie. And uh, we were having lunch. He said, what do you think about these guys? I said, well, they seem all right to me. I've liked some of their other movies. He said, I don't know. I don't know. They don't tell, they don't tell you anything. <laughs> so we'd, 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 we'd do the scene, and then, uh, then they'd get together and they'd whisper behind their mouth, behind their hands, you know, to each other. And then they'd say, let's do it again. And they'd do it again, maybe two or three times. And then they'd, they'd uh, you know, reset and then do it again and then reset. But they never said anything to us. Oh, wow. And finally, uh, after we finished up, I said, uh, I think it was to Joel. I said, do, do you guys ever... Uh, give anybody direction. <laughs> and he said, uh, if we cast it right, we don't have to. So that makes him about the smartest director I've ever worked with. Wow. Yeah. So what a great story. Wow. Wow. That, yeah, that, they, so they, I guess it. They're, they're good guys. Yeah, so I guess that didn't bother you then, not getting the notes. Uh, maybe at first, but then once you heard that, you're like, okay. I, well, it never I got bothers me. It, it bothered Tommy, I think, at first. Yeah. It, never, it doesn't bother me if they don't say anything. If they don't say anything to me, I, I assume I'm doing okay. Right. Or they're getting ready to fire me, one or the other. <laughs> I love it. That's such a, I love it. Yeah, that's the Texas way right there. Listen, I'm going to do it. You, you take it or leave it, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's if you don't it. like it. I, I had one director one time. I, he, he was, uh, we were <laughs> doing this thing. I had to share a sheep in the scene. You know? Oh wow! So so oh. I'd gone out I'd gone out for about uh, two weeks in a row, going out shearing sheep every morning, just so I'd be able to do this scene and do this monologue while I'm shearing the sheep. And uh, so I we were, day comes we're going to shoot it, and I get the sheep out, and got his got his leg behind his head, and got him all set. And I, <laughs> Take the first, uh, take the first cut on him, and uh, and the the director said, "Cut, cut, cut, cut." No, 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 no. Don't don't make that face. <laughs> and I said, "What face is that?" He says the one you just made. <laughs> he said, well, "I said, well, wait a minute. We're 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 that's not helpful." I don't stand in front of the mirror in the morning making faces and practicing so I'll do a certain face. Yeah. Uh, You've got to give me another direction. He said, what direction? I said, well, tell me to think something else. He said, think something else. Okay, action. Oh, my God. So I had to go get another sheet, put his, you get him all set, and I, I start doing it, and I, uh, you know, he cut it, cut me again. He said, no, no, you're making that face again. I said, look, this is a face you hired. If you don't like it, why don't you fire me and bring somebody else in? <laughs> and he said, no, I don't want to do that. I like your face, but you're just making a face. It's not. <sighs> I said, okay. All right, let's do it again. Well, I just was 
absolutely stone-faced like Buster Keaton, you know, <laughs> doing this. I'm talking and doing this. And I got the sheep here and shoved him down. I said, now, how was that? He said, that was perfect. Well, I didn't really do anything different. But he just wanted to tell me something, you know. He wanted to uh. say something and didn't know what to say. He was uh, he was actually a cinematographer. He'd never directed before, and he didn't know how to talk to an actor, which uh, you know a lot of people don't. Sure. To me, to me, the best directors are the ones who've had acting experience. People like Sidney Poitier. Uh, he was a wonderful director. Wow. And uh, and uh, Clint Eastwood is is better director than he is an actor, in my opinion. He has amazing so there, films. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of good actors who they would direct. I have no ambition to direct. I wouldn't want to do it. You got to work too hard. <laughs> Tommy Lee directed some amazing films. Oh, I've yeah. enjoyed. He, he yes, does a good job. He, he Absolutely. Does a very good job. Yes, uh, yes, and I I just love that he's um, and like yourself very Texas proud and, and brings a lot of stories back home and tells a lot of stories that need to be told. Um, and I like that. Yeah. yeah. I've always respected him as a filmmaker for sure. Um, that's interesting. What, so what's your, do you have a, a, your favorite director you've ever worked with that you'd want to rework with again? Oh, well, uh, a lot of them are dead now. Uh, <laughs> oh no. Andy, oh no. Andy, Andy McLaughlin. Uh, was a, a very good director. He was uh, Victor McLaughlin's son, and he directed a lot of a lot of John Wayne movies. I liked him. He he was fast. He'd he'd do the thing fast. And uh, uh, Clint Eastwood, the only direction he ever gave me was let's just go till we bogged down. <laughs> so that's what we did. <laughs> what. What was that? The um, what film was that? Was that any which way you can? No, it was Honky Tonk Man. Honky Tonk Man. Okay. Oh wow. So he directed Honky Tonk Man. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Okay. But you and, were in uh, any perfect. which way, right? As well yeah. with him. Yeah. His his uh, his stunt double, Buddy Van Horn, directed that movie. Oh really? A stunt yeah. double? Is that was that a common thing? No, not really. But uh, Buddy had done, uh, he'd, he'd done second unit quite a bit, but he, he, he never directed the movie. And Clint was always there. You know, he was always, it, I even see. if he wasn't in the scene, he was always there. Sure. Just, his, you know. his company pr produced the movie, you know. Oh, okay. So, yeah, he's there just in case. Right, you know, so, yeah. something needs to happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's, I mean, uh, they'd, they'd talk things over and stuff, I, you know, but Buddy was really in charge. Wow. Hey, it takes a, it takes a, a team. You know, I've interviewed lots of actors, right? It takes a team effort to, to make the film or television show oh, or whatever yeah. the project is, yeah, right? From, yeah, from the very beginning, it all has to fit together. Yeah. If you don't have the right soundtrack music, you, you, you've got a, a failure, and no matter how good the film is. Yeah. If you don't have the right lighting, it's, uh, you know, it'll, be, it'll look muddy on the screen, you know. Yeah. You got to have everything got to come together. Yeah. And 
it's amazing if they can get as many of them as they as they do to come together. I've done some that uh, I can't even watch. And, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say which ones, but there's sure. some that, that I I start to look at. I say, oh no, no. no. Oh no. <laughs> Do you like to watch your stuff after you've done them? I know some actors uh, don't like to watch their work. Uh, not particularly right away. I don't like to watch dailies or anything. That's 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 their business. I don't I don't really have anything to do with that. Uh, I don't watch uh, uh, I don't watch them right away usually unless I go to a premiere or something. Then half sure. the time I'm out talking to somebody in the lobby. But uh, <laughs> I. I like to watch them later on, you know, because it's like watching an old home movie. Sure. You know? Wow. Also, also, I like to look at it when I had hair. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the only ones you want to watch now, right? If, yeah, if, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't want to watch these old, old guys. I don't need to see that. I can look in the mirror and see that. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, I read um, that you were actually a, um, even though you're known for playing maybe some of these, you know, Texas or, or cowboy parts, right, or military, maybe, you know, people in power, really. Um, I see you playing a lot of parts like that. You started as a Shakespearean actor, right? So oh, yeah. how, how does that transition? One, how do you get into that and in where you grew up in Texas? Because I know that area. And right. And then how does that transition happen out of it? Well, I don't know. I got uh, I got very interested. Well, first of all, I got interested in the Western movies. You know, when I was a kid. Yeah. I wanted I wanted to be. Uh, by the time I was seven years old, I, I knew I wanted to be an actor. Wow. Because wow. I watched all these westerns. I watched uh, you know Wild Bill Elliott and uh, uh, Alan Rocky Lane and. Uh, all those guys, you know, and I liked them. But then I got to where I, I liked the sidekicks better because they got to work more, and they also <laughs> got to get dirty. You know, the, the good guys always looked like they just took a bath and put on a stark shirt just before they walked on the set. And I didn't want to look like that. But uh, anyhow, it, uh, it, it developed from there, and I started reading uh, – uh, theories of acting, uh, Stanislavski, Chekhov, uh, and uh, the different ones. And uh, then I started reading the classics, uh, Shakespeare, and uh, all on through there. And uh, I, I got interested in that. At uh, uh, the time, there was one time that we didn't have anything around except the Bible. And I read wow. that as an adventure story, like you'd sure. read Moby Dick. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and uh, I mean, it's, it's, there's a lot of stuff in there that probably, uh, you know, kind of kind of shock people. But uh, I liked it. Sure. Of course. Absolutely. And, uh, and I got to where I could understand Shakespeare. Well, the problem with Shakespeare is people read it. And a monotone, and and there's no, I mean, you can't understand modern English if somebody reads it like that. <laughs> it's uh, now let me give you an example. This is a, uh, uh, this is the uh, a thing from As You Like It. 
and I'm going to do it like uh, like your English teacher do it. All the world's a stage, and all the men and women merely players. They have their exits and their entrances, and each man in his time plays many parts. Okay, now that that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> if you do it like this, it makes sense. All the world's a stage, and all the men and women merely players. They have their exits and their entrances, and each man in his time plays many parts. His acts being seven ages. See, that makes better sense. Oh, man, are you kidding me? I was way more captivated, right? Like just hanging on every word, really, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's, well, yeah, you got a great voice, uh, by the way. Yes, for that. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I've heard, I've actually read you did like, move. you've done movie trailers and, and just, or whatever trailers and different kind of stuff. That is that a different way of acting when you, you know, it's just a mic and you and the camera? Voice, uh, yeah, yeah, well, you know how it is. You, you know, you use the mic more. Sure, yeah, you know, sure. You get, uh, you know, you get right in there like this when you're quiet, you talk about something, you know. You use the volume of it, right? The yeah. the the tone and the volume of it. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. yeah. Actually, it, it's like it's like film acting as opposed to stage acting. The the camera works as the audience. You don't have to play to the galleries. If you do that, people think you're a crazy man. <laughs> and uh, so, I mean, you got to be a little bit subtle when you're working on film. Yeah, that is interesting, right? That is a, is there a preference for you when it comes to something like that? I mean, you No, no, not as long as I know what I'm doing, as long yeah. as I know I'm not, uh, you know, a lot of times they'll film a stage production and it looks very big and stagey, you know, because they're filming a stage production. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. And and a lot of times, it, you know, I, we did a, a thing for HBO one time, uh, uh, Bus Stop, that play, that William Ange play. Okay. And uh, uh, it was uh, with a live audience. We did it, uh, uh, I think we did uh, a week's worth of performances before we brought the cameras in. And then we brought the cameras in. We had cameras on the stage and all over the place. And we had a live audience then too, but we were playing to a live audience. Wow. So it looked, it looked a little stagey. And, and, and the problem was they didn't have us all mic'd individually. They uh, had mics overhead. And so, sure. so it's echoey and, uh, and it, it didn't work because of the sound mainly. Wow. Yeah, that's that's bringing all the all the different acting worlds together as as one, right? <laughs> yeah, to, yeah. Yeah, and, and they they had a lot of they had a lot of people who were movie actors. They had Claude Aikens playing the sheriff. And he was uh he was playing it like it was a movie. And uh Tim Matheson played Bo the the cowboy. And uh he He'd done some stage work, so he was being a little stagey. And I played, uh, I played his old partner Virgil, who uh, uh, 
and I'd done both, so I, it, I kind of moderated it a little bit. And uh, Margot Kidder played the, uh, the girl. Pat Hengel played the professor. And you know, it was a mixed bag of people. So it was it was a it was a possibility of a very good uh, production, but uh, it it didn't really work that well because of the sound. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one one piece of the puzzle can can bring it all down. I guess um, if it, if it, I yeah. worked in restaurants for a long time, and that's definitely how it is. Um, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Well, if you have if you have uh, an old greasy piece of food for the for the entree and you have the salads and the desserts are great. You're not going to remember them. You're going to remember the old greasy piece of food in the middle. Absolutely. Um, yeah. When I ran restaurants, it was always um, make sure that the dessert, the end of the meal is perfect because that's what people remember most is the end of the meal. Yeah. If that, if that goes wrong, the whole meal is bad. If it goes right but anymore, it's good. Anymore, you can't sell them a dessert. Everybody's on the damn vegan. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yes. Uh, so you're not a vegan, I would assume. You're, you're a, no, a proud, no. proud meat eater. My, my, my son does that. I, I, eat, uh, I eat whatever I want to. Yeah, I'm the same I way. Mean, I'm Absolutely. Not, I'm, uh, I'm very lucky because it doesn't matter what I look like. You know, I look like, yeah, as a matter of fact, it's better than worse. I look the better off than I am. <laughs> oh, gosh. You're like, yes, I need that second plate of food. Okay. It's for work. Yeah. It's yeah. for work. I'm working now. I, uh, what was your very first project that you ever got into in, in, uh, in Hollywood? Urban Cowboy. Urban Cowboy. Wow. John yeah. Travolta. Wow. Yeah. And uh, I'd never done much film. I'd done a little bit of film in, in New York, but I'd never done much. And so people thought they went down to uh, Houston and, and scoured around the petrochemical plants until they found me. <laughs> Some old guy just working down there, you know. And how was so that? Was, uh, uh, yeah. How was that experience? Um I, Oh, it was great. I, I, I loved it. Uh, Jim Bridges, who directed it, and uh, Aaron Latham, who wrote it, were uh, became good friends, and uh, uh, they're both uh, gone now. But uh, it was uh, it was a, a great experience for me. I mean, it's the, the transition is not that hard. Sure. You, you know, if you uh, take into account that the camera is is right here even if it's over there yeah you, know, you gotta sure. you gotta realize that you you can't just roll your eyes and, and look like bill the cat in the comic books <laughs> did y'all know that that film was gonna just become was there something on set that you just thought oh yeah th this is gonna become a, a literally a cultural phenomenon I, I think uh, I think one of the reasons it was such a hit was the music. Yeah, yeah, uh, music. Yeah, I for mean, sure. they, uh, uh, Irving Azoff, who was a, a record producer, put together all that uh, all those people, and uh, that was uh, 
that was the glue that held it together, I think. Yeah, I absolutely. Think if we'd had if we'd had uh, mediocre music, it wouldn't have been any good. That's interesting. I, I don't know if I've ever heard that take about that because it's usually about John Travolta's role and how he played it, and and well, that's what I made the difference. That, I, and I think that had a uh, you know people were surprised that he he uh, he was he, uh, believable. Yeah, yeah, know? absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, John is John is a much better and much more versatile actor than people uh, give him credit for. Uh, but he, uh, you know, he's had his ups and downs. He's uh, he's doing okay now. But uh, before he come, he had some uh, pretty bad experiences before Pulp Fiction. Yeah, and he yep. was kind of he was kind of poisoned before that, and then. Uh, he went in and did that for old, uh, uh, I can't remember anybody. Quentin, name. Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, Tarantino, that's right. And uh, he went in and did that for him at scale, I think. Yeah, I, I read a lot about that. They didn't want to take him at first, but the Quentin fought, yeah. for, fought for him. Got and it, originally, Bruce Willis wanted that role. And he was fighting yeah. to get that role from John Travolta, and he ended up taking the other role or whatever. But um, have yeah, you ever had an opportunity yeah. to work with Tarantino? I'm surprised, uh, to no, be honest. No, I've, I've talked to him before uh, uh, at parties and whatnot, and he said, oh, yeah, wait, wait a minute. We did work together. We worked together. He was an actor. Oh, wow. And, uh, and Steven Spielberg's... Uh, uh, little uh, video game how to make a movie oh, wow Steven spielberg directed it and i played the warden in the prison and and uh quentin played the the prisoner that i had to deal with wow. and so we, we do we did various scenes that that were uh you know doing them in different ways so that a person could edit it together and make uh, different kinds of movies out of it. How did, uh, how was Quentin as an actor? What was he like working like as an actor? That's so interesting. Uh, he was good. He was good. He, uh, uh, you know, he knows, he knows business real well. So he, he was good. He, he was, uh, you know, he worked uh, in a, one of those uh, uh, movie rental places before he, uh, uh, before he started directing and yeah. uh, he watched every kind of movie there was. So he's, uh, you know, he's a, he's a scholar as far as. Movies. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's, he's one of my favorites. Um, I've watched so many interviews with him. He knows so much about films. It's, it's, it's mind boggling. Yeah. I, actually. I really like that. Uh, once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah, that was great. Absolutely. That was, uh, <laughs> that was, uh, uh you know, he, he envisions things the way they ought to be. And, uh, <laughs> uh, was the crazy bastards in World War II where they, where they burned up all the Nazis. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. And glorious <laughs> bastards, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, glorious bastards, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he does the revisionist history is what he calls it, where he goes back, right? He did it with Django a little bit. And then, yes, with Once Upon yeah. a Time. Yeah, with the Manson uh, story, absolutely. Yeah, honestly, it just surprises me. I, I could just, you would fit absolutely into a Tarantino film. Um, I, I, you know, I'm surprised oh, I'm the role hasn't come across for you. Someday. Yes, I, I, 
He said he's got one more film left. I don't know. That's what he said. That that you know what? He's got a show that I just saw in a podcast interview last week that he dropped the news. He said he hadn't told anybody. It, he wrote a show, an eight episode show about um the show that's in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. The black and white cowboy yeah. show. He he wrote he wrote Bounty Law. He wrote it out. He wrote an oh, eight yeah. episode yeah. series. Hey, I don't know. It's Quentin, if you're listening, you're watching uh, Barry would yeah. come on, man. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Had, <laughs> had James Stacy playing the lead. Yeah, yes, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, he's uh he, he's incredible. Um you know, I also read you, you were um one of my favorite um well, my, my favorite movie of all time is, is a little movie called The Toy, surprisingly, uh, with Richard Pryor. Uh, yeah, I know it's an odd film, movie. but I love that film. I just grew up watching it. It's just my favorite film, and I love Richard Pryor so much. And I saw that you were in Stir Crazy. Um, I hadn't seen that movie in a long time, but I have to ask you what it was like working with, with Richard and Gene Wilder, who are, in my opinion, just um, icons in comedy. Well, uh, Richard... Was they, he was going through a rough time right about that time. You remember he uh, he uh, nearly killed himself uh, right after we finished that and set himself fire. Oh, that was after that film. Right after, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, so he was going through a rough time, and we were shooting the thing in uh, uh, the location work uh, was in the Arizona State Prison. And it was in maximum security. So we'd have to go through uh, like four different uh, uh, gates, bars, you know, like. Uh, oh, wow. Oh, it's a real prison? A real working yeah. prison? Yeah. And they had, and all the, the uh, people in there were uh, convicts. Oh, wow. I did not know this. Holy yeah, cow. Yeah. Wow. Most of the extras were convicts. Wow. And uh, and I was the only guy in the suit there in that uh, <laughs> maximum security. So I heard all kinds of stories. Wow. But wow. Uh, Richard would come in, and when they'd clang that door shut behind him, he'd go. And then, clang, and then we'd go through another one, they'd clang that, and he'd, he'd get more nervous and more tense every time we'd go through a door. And he'd we'd go get into the yard, and he'd go over in the corner. They had a basketball uh, court set up, but he'd go over in the corner, and he'd sit there with his back to the wall, watching. And that's all he did. He didn't wow. do anything else. Wow. Uh, Gene, Gene, on the other hand, was out playing basketball with these killers and, and elbowing them out of the way. And, <laughs> no way. And, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. He, he's, he's a natural athlete. Really? You know, when he was riding that bull, in the, uh, that mechanical bull in the office, we didn't double him once. Wow. He was doing it. Wow. I mean, he was... I... <laughs> Uh, but Richard, I I liked Richard, and we talked a little bit, but not not a whole lot because he was too nervous. Sure. And you remember wow. you remember that big big uh, convict, uh, Erlen, uh, I forget his last name, but he was a bit huge, 
guy that sang the song and uh, yeah, oh yes yes yeah. yes but he did guard his food and all that stuff richard was terrified of him well that guy was a phd and uh and and a <laughs> olympic wrestler oh wow <laughs> he, he didn't talk a lot but he was a very friendly fella but uh <laughs> richard was terrified of him he thought that... he was a skinhead <laughs> that's funny oh man that's funny oh man well poor guy for you know he's going through all that tough stuff and and well, I, you know he went through it after or uh, he, he, yeah. he, he went through awful times it was really really he was uh he, he was a, a wonderful man and i saw him when he was you know just before he died he was in a wheelchair and uh we talked for about 30 minutes and, oh wow wow and he was uh he was you know but i liked him a lot he was he was a he was a, a smart smart guy and uh just uh he had a had a hard life sure well you know you hear these stories of actors like having to work through their problems on these films right and i don't know how do you feel about that does that Oh, you know, well, I don't know. Comedians seem to be uh, have difficult lives. Most of them, most of them are not happy people. Why is that? Why do you think that is? Well, I think that's what leads them to comedy. I think yeah. comedy is something that they do. It's, it's a coping mechanism. They they they're the clown in school. They're the clown in the. You know, they don't want to be the clown. They want to be the hero. They want to be the jock, but they they, they get the clown part. Yeah. I think yeah. that's what it, I don't know. I mean, I haven't really analyzed it, but that's, uh, that seems to me to be the case. All actors are insecure. Most of us are loners. And, uh, you know, a lot of us don't do well with crowds or a bunch of people, you know. That's it's, interesting. Uh, wow. it, 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 it's an odd, uh, it's an odd psychology there. Sure. There are those, it it there seems at odds there. with each other. Yeah. 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 People think I'm uh, uh, an extrovert. Well, I'm not, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very much, uh, alone most of the time. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Is it is and, it just uh, like when you play a character, you're able to come out of yourself? Isn't you just is that it, or how, how do do you have to no, overcome no. anything well, to I act? Did, uh, I do a one man show, and uh, when I was a kid, I was very shy. And when I'm uh, when I don't have anything to say in a conversation, I don't say anything. But I do this one man show where I go out. And they show some film clips and some slides as I'm talking. I go out and talk about my childhood growing up, what it was like, and blah, blah. It's never the same. It's always different. Wow. And uh, then uh, I'll, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, kind of, it's, it's a lighthearted comedy kind of a show. It's not jokes, but it's just stories. Like Will Rogers. This sounds well, yeah, kind of. Except people, or, or Mark Twain, maybe, or or yeah, 
or something like that. But anyway, I do that, and then uh, then we'll have a. Uh, I'll I'll talk for about forty five minutes or between forty five minutes and an hour, and then uh, we'll have a intermission where people can go out and and uh, have refreshments, go to the restroom or whatever, and then they come back in, and we have question and answer. And usually we have to cut that off at, at, after about uh, an hour and a half or so, because it usually goes on that long, you know. Wow, an hour and a half audience. of an hour yeah. and a half of questions, questions and answers. Because wow. I answer and I answer not in sentences; I answer <laughs> in paragraphs. <laughs> and then we have a. Uh, then we have a, a, a sign. I'll sign autographs and uh, and take pictures. Usually, I'm out of there. We start about seven thirty. I'm out of there by midnight. Oh wow, Barry! And, uh, Holy cow! That's it, you're putting well, in the time. It, it's it's fun. It's, sure. You know, I after I had my cancer operation, I didn't know if I had the energy to do it. Well, I did it uh, uh, a week ago. A week ago today. At, wow! Uh, at a little where, where, theater over in the stockyards. I was going to ask where it was at. Okay, a little theater in the stockyards. Amazing! Wow! Wow! That's incredible. That's yeah. That's I'm so glad to hear. Um, you know, you're doing stuff like that. You got to stay active. I can't imagine the acting muscle, right? You got to keep working out the acting muscle. What other projects yeah. do you have uh, coming out? Uh, anything you're really excited about? You got coming out? Well, I'm working on. Uh, I did. Uh, uh, the first uh, season of uh, Tulsa King with uh, uh, Stallone. And, oh, I'm uh, watching that show right now. That listen, Barry, that show is amazing. I love it. Well, they picked they they picked it up. I understand. So they yes. haven't talked to me about anything, but uh, <laughs> they could easily kill me off. <laughs> Do not kill Barry off, please. I, I played the I played the. Uh, I played the the guy who owns the bar's father. Okay. Who has Alzheimer's and he has to take me to work because I might burn the house down. What episode so do I you come there, in on? I sit there and drink whiskey all the time. Well, I've already been in uh, briefly. <laughs> you saw me down at the end of the bar. He said, that's my dad down there. Oh, yes, yes. That yeah. was me. Yep. And I'll, I'll be, I'll be in a little more, but I'm, I, I'm, uh, I had to do things like uh, steal money out of the tip jar and stuff because they didn't give me enough lines, and so I just do <laughs> stuff, you know. I love it. Oh, man. Working with Stallone on his very first uh, television show, right? I think it's his first television show. I don't know uh, if he's ever I believe so, yeah. I believe it is. Yeah, that's an it. And you've had, you know... Look, um, I, I used to watch you as a kid, Barry, on Northern Exposure. Um, you, you earned two Emmy nominations, a phenomenal role. Um, some may call you a comedian. Well, you know? yeah, some people do call me a comedian. Yeah. There's a thing in there that says, says, says some call me a space jockey. Some, <laughs> some call me a, something else, you know? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I got a picture of they got a picture of me, you know, doing. That's funny. I'm a I'm I'm a tough guy in that. Yes, Somebody well, I mean, me what I have, 
That's funny. Somebody said, what do you have in common with Maurice Minifield? I said, well, we talk alike, we look alike. That's about it. <laughs> oh, man. Absolutely. I mean, you made that role. Uh, was that role when you initially got it like that and you just sort of jumped in or you made that what it was? Uh, well, it, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know how you'd, you'd, you'd uh, separate the two. When I went in the audition, I knew they were auditioning all the old men and, or the middle-aged men in Hollywood. So I knew I had to do something a little different. So I'd come in. So I came into the room rather than uh, uh, read them. Uh, scene. Yeah. I had the, the producers and the uh, writers there. I just threw the script on the floor. <laughs> and uh, I, I stood there at, uh, at parade rest and said, shall we begin? <laughs> and uh, they looked at each other. And so I fell over and in uh, into the prone position, started doing push-ups. I was in in good shape then, and I was doing the scene. And the the uh, casting director was reading the other part. I never looked at her. I just did push-ups the whole scene. <laughs> and I stood up and I said, uh, uh, "Is that satisfactory, gentlemen?" And I <laughs> did a turn, and walked out. wow that uh wow okay what was your thought behind was that always your process with auditions let me do something different let me i don't know well no not not usually but this one kind of jumped out at me you know it reminded me of my of of my ex-brother-in-law who was a uh lieutenant in the marine corps you know he just kind of uh was that way you know all the time well why not why not? Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. That, well, that's I, incredible. I was in the Marine Corps, but I got to be a PFC and that was it. Wow. Wow. No, that's, I mean, that's incredible. Um, you know, I, I always felt um, th- there was always talks of the show coming back for a reboot or something. Is that still possible? Oh, you yeah. Think? No, 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 no. It's not. Uh, it wasn't possible then that there was a... Uh, well, uh, there was a lawsuit, ah. and uh, they, uh, uh, the powers that be or the powers that were, uh, um, decided that they were going to kill the show. So they brought in another producer who didn't like the show, and uh, basically the, uh, disassembled it. Wow! So that's, oh, that's what disappointing. No, that's disappointing they, to hear. And they they didn't want to uh, bring it back. They never put it in syndication. And uh, so crazy. The last time the last time I was nominated for an Emmy, I was the only one in the can in the cast that was nominated. And uh, the, the I'd, I'd been at war with the producers by this time for about a year and a half. And they told me I couldn't go because I'd be working. You couldn't go to the Emmys, they told you. Uh, that's right. 
And I oh. said, well, that's, uh, uh, that's going to look awful bad to the public. Yeah. And they said, what, what do you mean by that? I said, I mean, I've got a publicist too. And, uh, he said, ah, uh, well, uh, you can go then, but, uh, we don't have it in our budget to fly you to California and, and put you in a hotel and put, get a limousine and all that. I said, well, I'll tell you what, I'll fly down on Alaska Airlines and stay in the Motel 6 and take the cheapest transport I can find. Wow. Wow. So I called, I called a Wrangler friend of mine and I said, my daughter and I need a couple of horses. And, uh, they need uh, hers needs to be uh, bomb-proof, and mine, mine needs to be able to not go crazy in the crowd. Do you have anything like that? And he said, "Yeah. What are you doing?" And I said, "Well, I also need a a, um, a permit to uh, ride a horse on the streets of Pasadena during the damage." <laughs> <laughs> He said, he said, you're going to do that? I said, yep. He said, well, uh, okay. He said, how are we going to get rid of the horses? I said, I don't know. I guess you're going to have to be in the crowd and come take them. <laughs> so, they, so they brought the horses over. It, it turns out that they, they did spring for a limousine and a, and a nice uh, hotel down close to the uh, image, but, uh, so I put the Wranglers in the, in the uh, limousine and it followed us in. We came in horseback. Wow. Oh my, you, you attended and, the Emmys on horseback. That's crazy. Yeah. That yeah. And then, and then my, my horse left a little deposit on the, on the red carpet <laughs> when I got home and the Wranglers come around and led the horses away. And, and, Oh. And we, my daughter and I walked up to uh, the guy who was doing interviewing people getting there. And he said, you picked a very interesting way to come to the image. Is there a story behind that? <laughs> oh, well, that left me a good opening. I said, well, apparently Universal, CBS, and the producers of this show aren't making enough money selling sweatshirts and coffee cups and one thing and another to get me a limousine. So I took the cheapest transport I could find. <laughs> uh, well, I didn't, I didn't work for CBS or universal for, for years after that. But that's worth it. <laughs> what a story, Barry. That, I, how is that not the most epic entrance to an award show? I mean, oh, they, I, they, they killed it. They killed it. They, they couldn't find, they couldn't find any, footage of it really I mean, oh my god it was all over it was all over the news they couldn't find any any footage of it three days later that's crazy oh my gosh okay internet sleuths whoever's listening or watching let's get on it they there's did, gotta be some, some somebody did find a little clip of of, uh, of shannon and me riding that that's that's amazing i mean that's just amazing that that's just so amazing uh yeah that, <laughs> there's some phone calls you must have gotten after that uh yeah. right uh yeah <laughs> wow yes uh no that's amazing well, well it, look it there didn't, it oh. didn't hurt my business too bad 
No, um, you know, I, I'm always, um, I always respect actors, especially who just stand up for who they are in the industry, no matter what, whether it be a project or a role or step away from something or just speak their mind. I think a lot of us respect that, um, you know, just as fans. Um, so yeah, well, absolutely. I, I think it's, uh, I, I think you, there's certain things you need to stand up about. Sure. Uh, I think if you don't know about something, you better be real careful. I agree. A lot of people get in, get into political things yeah. and they don't have enough knowledge about it to talk about it. You're That's right. That's why I stay, I, I, I don't, I don't advertise my politics. I don't, I don't put it out there, but I do hate that, uh, we are so full of hate now that we can't get anything done. I mean, you know, we're not enemies in this country. Yep. You know, we've got, we got, we're rivals. We go about solving problems in a different way, but we're not enemies. Sure. And if we, if, if we keep thinking of ourselves as enemies, we're just, we're, we're not ever going to get anything done. Well said, Barry. And I never, that, never heard of that, it that that's way. That's all I say. That's all I say on politics. I don't care what side you're on, but let's let's be kind to each other. Couldn't agree more. And give each absolutely. other give each other a, a chance to talk. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree with all of that. I, I'm not into politics myself either. I hate politics. Uh, I stay out of it as much as I can. Um, so yes, I'm with you. Um, you know, people well, think about, to, to, I'm sure you get asked all the time about your politics, right? I mean, they, well, they asked me one time to run for the city council here in Fort Worth. I said, well, I'm, I'm out of town a lot. I'm also busy and it wouldn't be fair to my constituents. If I, uh, were to take that job, I appreciate the, your faith in me, but I, I really can't uh, in good conscience run. What I really wanted to say is I'd rather roast for eternity <laughs> into hell than be a dog catcher. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Yes. I think that's, yes. I, I, a lot of Americans could agree with you. Um, you know, your father was in politics, so I, that wouldn't surprise me if you were to dip your toe in it, you know. A little. No, not not me, not yeah. me. Yeah. I don't even. I, I won't even. Uh, even if I like somebody and I believe them, I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm I'm not gonna speak for any candidate. I'm not gonna come out for anybody because I don't know what the hell they're gonna do. Sure. You know. Absolutely. I mean, I I I can't. Uh, I don't know anything. I don't know enough to to come out for anybody. I tell you, my I've interviewed a few politicians on here. My favorite politician I ever interviewed is Kinky Friedman, and uh, people may yeah. not. <laughs> well, Kinky, Kinky is Kinky is a, is a, he he ought to be the governor of the state. I love Kinky. I've I've interviewed him a few times, and every time it's is magical. I, I love that guy. He, yeah, I, I voted for him when they ran. I would have voted for him back then too. Absolutely, he he. Uh, He's great. I just, I love talking to him. He has such great uh, outlook on things and um, I just love what he's about, his message. He's a great guy. Well, if you talk to him again, uh, uh, anytime, uh, tell him hello for me. 
Absolutely, of course, absolutely. We we do um, at least one a year. We we've been doing this three years, and we've done we've interviewed them every year. So I know it'll be coming up soon. We'll we'll have them on again. Absolutely, I'll tell them for sure. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Um, absolutely. Yeah, Barry, th this has been absolutely amazing. I, I just can't tell you how how wonderful it was to talk to you. I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Um, it, it just it's just been a dream of mine to talk to you and hear all these great, wonderful stories. Um, you know, you've had such a, well, a, a great my, career. It's been my pleasure. I I enjoy these things. I got to keep my face out in the in the uh, in the public because I don't live in California anymore, and everybody thinks I'm dying. <laughs> you need to get a TikTok account, Barry. Start TikToking. Oh uh, yeah, I got on one of them. <laughs> Yeah, those, those things confuse me. People come on with mouse noses and ears and stuff. I, I can't, I can't uh, figure it out. I think, I, I think you got to be dabbling around in dope to get on that. <laughs> Listen, I don't even understand it either. So uh, my my eight year old nephew has to explain this stuff to me. Um, so yeah, yeah I, I, I get it. Uh, yeah, that's funny. No, well, thank you so much again, Barry. My, my pleasure, um, uh, you know, having you on the podcast is just absolutely amazing. Thank you to you and your wife for just taking the time out of your day. I know you guys are busy. So just thank you all so much. And, um, yeah, th this was absolutely amazing. Thank you again, Barry, my best to you and your family, uh, during the holidays here. I hope you guys have a wonderful holiday season. Get to celebrate and be with oh. family. Right back to you and your and your watchers or listeners or whatever uh, whatever you call them now your audience <laughs> yeah. your uh, your your worldwide audience. That's right. That's, uh, this is this is confusing. You can sit in your house, not sit in my house, and we're talking to millions of people. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. I agree. Yeah. It's uh, I I listen. I I never I don't question it anymore, Barry. I just I just do it. I just lead in, yeah. you know. <laughs> I don't question anything anymore. I, I don't have I don't have the right question. That's right. Yeah, I don't have no. the right question. I'm stealing that, there's, Barry. That's there's funny. A of, there's a lot of people who got a bunch of answers, but they don't have any questions. Well, I don't have I don't have the right questions or the answers. <laughs> I love that. I'm stealing that. That's funny. That's funny. Well, again, thank you all so much. Uh, my best to you all. Please enjoy the rest of your weekend. And um, I, hopefully we'll, we'll get to have you on again soon. I'd love to hear more stories. And, um, yes, this was absolutely amazing. Thank you so much uh, again, Barry. Well, let's do it. Let's do thank it. you. We'll see you later. You've been listening to the Lone Star Plate Podcast with your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. For more info, go to LoneStarPlate.show.